Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Curiosity Project. I'm Steve Shepard. So this is the very first episode of the Curiosity Project. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us as we take this journey together. I'd like to tell you a little bit about the genesis of this series, but I should probably introduce myself first. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Steve Shepard, and I live with my wife in weird, quirky Vermont where life is pretty good. In fact, I'm recording this in the middle of a meadow near my home just after dawn, where I often hang out to think when I'm working on a work problem that requires a lot of concentration. It's just me and the birds and, in this particular case, the rising sun. Now, I make my living as an independent consulting analyst to the technology industry. I work with a lot of companies across a lot of industries and in a lot of countries. I advise them on strategy related to developing and deploying new technology. But frankly, that doesn't really explain what I do or why I'm doing this podcast. So I kind of need to take a few minutes to explain how I got here so that you can understand how my journey might be useful to yours. A lot of my friends tell me that I have the world's best job. Now, those same friends also tell me that I have the world's weirdest job, and they're both right, so I should probably explain why. Up here in Vermont, jobs are fairly precious. I mean, this isn't Silicon Valley where work opportunities are all over the place. So a lot of people up here do a bunch of different and totally unrelated things to make a living. They might run a small dairy farm. They might raise some chickens for eggs. Maybe they drive a school bus. They operate a snowplow in the winter. And maybe they produce maple syrup in the spring. Well, I'm kind of similar. I don't do any of those things. But I am a consulting analyst, and yet I also write books for a living, 80 of them the last time I counted. I'm also a photographer, an audio program producer, a videographer, a keynote speaker, an educator, and a traveler. The truth is that many of those same friends that I mentioned a moment ago tell me that I don't really have a job because the things I do would, for most people, be hobbies. Well, yeah, I'm kind of blessed to be able to make a living doing what I love. But there's something else you should know. I've always loved stories. I love to tell them, I love to hear them, and I love to watch how they affect people around me. Now, over the years, I've collected thousands of stories in dozens of countries and languages, and I've learned a lot about why we tell them. I've also learned that a well-told story is compelling, and it can cement both personal and professional relationships, drive really strong business opportunities, and frankly form the basis of influential leadership. We are humans, after all. And one of the defining characteristics of being human is a desire to find commonality with other humans. We seek out the things we share in common, and those things tend to create collective purpose and friendship and trust. Now, stories are the intellectual and sometimes spiritual ligaments that bind the skeleton of the human experience. The very first cave paintings of herds of bison changed the conversation from I to we. We hunted those. We built that building. We defeated the forces of evil. We created political change. We made a difference for that customer. We is always stronger than I. So lately, because of the nature of my work, I've spent a lot of time thinking about leadership because I honestly believe that it's largely misunderstood and all too often not done very well. Most of my work is with senior leadership teams and boards of directors, and many of them, not all by any means, but more than I would like, seem to think that leadership and being a leader 
have to do with longevity in the company, salary, power, or the right to be assigned a corner office with floor-to-ceiling windows and a brass plaque on the door. And yet, I've learned over the years that leadership, frankly, has nothing to do with those things. In fact, some of the best leaders I've ever experienced worked at the lowest levels of the companies that employ them. They have no brass plaque on the door of their office because most of them don't have a door. Now, stories, when told well, are one of the most powerful leadership tools we have because they give us the ability to deliver the let-me-paint-you-a-picture-of-what-could-be line very, very effectively, which in my mind lies at the very heart of leadership. It's the professional equivalent of once upon a time. Stories let us deliver one of the most meaningful gifts that we could ever give, the permission to suspend our current reality, if only for a few minutes, to consider what could be rather than what is. As people, we cling to what we know because, well, because we know it. I mean, letting go of what we know to reach out for the unknown is frightening. Storytelling provides a safe harbor to consider the possibilities that lie ahead. Harlan Cleveland was President Lyndon Johnson's ambassador to NATO and a prolific author and educator. He once observed that it's only by using your imagination that you can escape the thinking person's most dangerous mindset to consider only those futures that can be readily extrapolated from where we are today. This is what storytelling is all about, the powerful ability to give people an escape to a better reality than the one they currently know. But let's get back to the actual theme of this series, which is curiosity. I've learned that one critical characteristic of a good leader, in fact, it just might be the most important characteristic, is that good leaders tend to naturally be curious. Not about anything in particular, they're just curious in general. They seek out and see things that other people don't. They think beyond the obvious. They ask questions. They want to know more because they somehow understand that by knowing more, they find value embedded there that others just don't see. Now, good leaders also understand that when having a conversation with another person, particularly someone they'd like to have either a professional or a personal relationship with, it is far more important to be interested in that person than it is to be interesting to them. By making an effort to be interested in what the other person has to say, by really listening and being genuinely involved in the conversation, several things happen. First, engagement happens. The conversation that takes place is real, which means that a meaningful exchange of information occurs and cultural common ground is found. Second, and I almost dare not say it, learning happens. When I teach photography workshops, one of the most important lessons I convey to the participants is that there's a big difference between looking and seeing. Similarly, there's a big difference between hearing and listening. I mean, think about it. How many times have you been on a conference call or in a conversation with another person and 15 minutes after it ends, you can't remember what it was you talked about? You might have been hearing, but you weren't listening. Listening, you see, is a deliberate act. It's a commitment to take in what you hear and make an effort to understand what it means, which translates into the gift of learning. Learning is a natural outgrowth of curiosity. Curious people are in a constant state of learning simply because they make a commitment to take in what they hear and try to make sense of it, try to put it in a context that's meaningful. And by the way, the fact that you were hearing but not listening in that situation we talked about a minute ago, it isn't necessarily your fault. One of the gifts of a good storyteller is that they provide a reason for the audience to hear, and when they tell a story, people pay attention. Finally, I just want to say that Good leaders, good storytellers, good listeners tend to be good people. 
Mark Twain once wrote, Travel is fatal to bigotry, prejudice, and narrow-mindedness, and most of our people need it sorely on all three counts. To my way of thinking, curiosity is a form of travel, and storytelling is a natural outcome of it, a force that binds people together in a very powerful and very human way. Good storytellers tend to be good people. It's that simple. And I'll tell you something else. The best leaders I've ever worked with, professionally or personally, have all 100% been great storytellers. So one final observation. The subject matter of the story doesn't really matter. A well-told story is interesting simply because it's well-told. As you'll soon discover in this series, just about any subject can lend itself to an enjoyable storytelling experience that brings value. Let me give you an example. My academic background is, well, it's bizarre. As an undergrad, I studied the origins of Romance languages with a focus on Spanish because I grew up in Spain and fell in love with language and culture. And I also studied biology. How's that for a good combination? Now, even though I don't work in the field, I will always be a biologist. It's where a big piece of my heart lies. And so many of the stories you're going to hear during this series will come from the world of biology. But trust me, you'll love them. I promise. But just think about it. Here I am, a professional in the telecommunications world, and yet a great deal of my thinking comes from the biology world. So let me sum this up for you. More than anything else, the podcast that we're doing is about curiosity and about becoming more curious. I don't really care what you do professionally or what level you are in your company or even how much experience you have in your chosen profession. The act of deliberately becoming a more curious person is going to serve you very, very well. And that's my gift to you. It's also a gift that we owe to our children. In today's world, more than ever before, they need to be curious about the world around them. They need to have a sense of curiosity. If they're going to get the most from it, if they're going to make informed decisions, if they're going to play an active role in their own future. So I'm going to cover lots of topics here. Some of them are going to be downright weird, but let me tell you why. First, because they're just plain interesting and entertaining. Learning should be as fun as it is informative, even if it's coming at you through a podcast like this one. Second, as you'll see, some of the most arcane, odd, off-the-wall topics have led me to business opportunities and opened up whole new vistas of opportunity that I otherwise wouldn't even be aware of. And third, let me let you in on a little secret about storytelling. Most people believe that we tell stories so that we can convey information to the listener. Nope. We tell stories as a tool to gather information from the listener. When you tell someone a story as a human, they naturally feel a desire to tell you a story in return. This is a gift. Be quiet and listen. As they say in West Texas, never miss a good opportunity to shut up. And finally, and perhaps most important, this podcast is going to challenge you. In a typical year, I work in a couple of dozen countries and with at least that many companies. I've seen good leaders and I've seen bad leaders, and I can tell you this. The best leaders I've ever worked with had two things in common. First, they were all, to a person, curious people. Some of them came by it organically. Others had to teach themselves. Doesn't matter. And second, every one of them was and is, as I said earlier, an excellent storyteller. You see, those two characteristics are complementary to one another if you think about it. I mean, stories are better when they're supported by deep, rich background information, which is the fruit of curiosity. And curiosity is made better when a person is a natural storyteller because, by definition, a storyteller is always looking for the next story. They think like a reporter. So in the weeks and the months ahead, 
I'll share stories with you that will make you think, laugh out loud, ponder, and more than anything else, want to know more. I hope you'll hang around for the ride because we're going to have a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy the series. For the Curiosity Project, I'm Steve Shepard. See you in the next episode.